This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. All right, I'm Denise Lodge. I'm a digital lead with EPAM. Designers in Agile with Denise Lodge. This series started with episode 150. Do you remember the flow on the Kanban board? Like, was there like designer type activities in in, in certain stages on the left-hand side? The first column was really reserved for the product manager. That was a column where he could tee stuff up. And we had a limit on that. He could only tee up a certain number of large, a certain number of medium or, or small, some combination thereof. And then we would, as uh, the, the three of us, the, the QA, tech lead, myself, would pull from that into what we called doing, but often was really research. So whether it was doing some technical research to try and understand what it would take to execute something we had no idea what, what how to develop against, or whether it was design, we needed to go Uh, do some user research, um, whatever that may be. We kind of used that column as sort of our place where we sort of broke things down and discussed and and sort of came up with a plan. Once something was identified as a unique buildable feature, we'd move it forward in the Kanban board. Okay. So, you know, we can clearly identify. So, a a digital key is not, you know, clearly identified. That's made up of probably a lot of stories, but you might have to do some prep work in order to support that, you know, have certain features enabled in the site and things like that in order to support it. And so, we were able to break those off and push those forward, groom them, move them into the the backlog for the sprints. Okay. So, when we say move it forward, we're talking about further to the right. So, if we're going left to right on a Kanban board, after the research was... Doing, <laughs> essentially. So that was pretty much designing. So in that phase, we'd really take the feature, design it enough that we could groom it. And when I say designing, we had designs that were sketches on a whiteboard where we took a picture and printed it out and slapped it on the Kanban board. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it beats the yeah. 1,200 pages or whatever we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> So that would be it, and it would be something that we designed and discussed in the room, and therefore we all understood what it was, and it would be really up to myself and the QA person to document the story at that point. So you couldn't move it out of that until you had a fully written story. So it had to have the success criteria and all of that built into it, right? And so then that would go into the next column, which was grooming, where we'd take a first pass at, you know, extra large, large, medium, small type of sizing. They would have a chance to raise any real big technical gotchas that would send it back to rework and then move it forward for the the team to, to take into sprints. And there was an expectation when you moved it into the sprints that the designer is there in the room. They're part of the team. They would flesh something out. They would work with the developers. It was all very collaborative. You didn't just say, hey, go read my email. I already sent it to you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I thought thought that was collaborative enough, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) So there is an advantage to that whole co-location thing with uh with working in this way 
which is that, you know, you don't have to document. That's the beauty of it. Mm. Right, you right. all have common understanding of things and you're able to work together. So after grooming, it enters this world of sprint. So are we in the, are you guys, uh, so up to this point, it was a product manager, then it was UX tech lead and QA uh, working mm-hmm. together in those next columns of the Kanban board. And, mm-hmm. and is that, so that's just a flow, I suppose. You're not really concerned about, okay. Timing or anything. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was really controlled by, it was, it was a two part, it was mostly a poll, right? Oh. So you had to have a certain number of stories teed up for the scrum team. Ah, there we are. You had whip limits, so you could only pull things in fast enough. So you had to actually get through all of these stories and move them forward so you could get more or stories, opportunities, so that you could pull more opportunities in. I see. And then uh, the Scrum team had probably several other columns, uh, implement, uh, sorry, maybe they did some some kind of te- implementation, some kind of test work. Um, yep. And then maybe there's uh, some stuff to get ready for production and then production. Is that roughly how the rest of that works? Yeah, more traditional Scrum-type Kanban. So at that point, it was really Scrum. So they were trying to keep maybe a certain number of stories every sprint. That's the poll ready. Uh It was a... uh, It was... I'm trying to think how many people were on the team. I think there were maybe 12 people on the team total. So we'd try and keep about 15 to 20 stories in the ready for them to pull into the, the sprint. Then we had a another board where, and and I don't know if other teams do this, but it was really a a parking lot where things that were clearly defined that needed to be accomplished were put, but maybe weren't of a high priority and were sized to a small. And those things were the type, it could be like a tech debt issue, it could be a content issue, it could, and then the team would make a decision during a sprint whether they wanted to pull those any of those stories in. So they could accelerate their velocity a little if they had the bandwidth, if they felt like suddenly they had bandwidth. So this is this is, is this tech debt, I think you said earlier. So it's a tech debt backlog? Yeah, it was tech debt or content or, you know, little smaller stories that were already well-prepared and easily achievable. Okay. Uh, yeah. So did you guys do a planning meeting, sprint planning meeting? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then is that where maybe they decided, well, we're going to take so many stories from ready for sprint and then some stories maybe from the tech debt area? Yeah. So the tech debt one uh, was really just a, a kind of, we kind of left that one open. So if you're mid sprint and there's a gap and somebody can take something on, it doesn't impact other team members, then as long as the whole team approved, they could pull that into the sprint. So there were additional story points that weren't originally planned. Oh, okay. So the team decided how, what to how manage their the poll on that. Yeah, like. the okay. velocity on their whole team. Yep. Cool. So then you then you know as you're you, as the team does those types of things, you can measure their velocity and determine whether well maybe we need to start planning for more story points, right? And sort of increase the workload up front as opposed to yeah. So. It was a way of, of just uh, letting the team feel comfortable with their velocity. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel Agile Noir. 
It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the U.S. on Amazon, in India on Pothy.com. In China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. This series, Designers and Agile, started in episode 150. If you're like my friend Ricardo and you missed the first episode, go on over to the show archive, which you can find by Googling Lancer Agile Thoughts Archive. Next episode, more Denise Lodge. Were you 100% on this one team or did you service? Yes. Okay. I was 100% on this team. Okay. Yeah. So as the UX lead, I acted a little bit as product owner in that I was able to represent the product manager and make decisions about how we move forward. So the product manager would strategically make decisions for the team, for the product, I should say, not the team, <laughs> and sort of guide us in the right direction, take direction from, from you know his uh, executives and stakeholders. But when it came down to actual execution, coordinating with other scrum teams, you know, with regard to how our stories might connect to another product, that was all decisions that I could help the team make. <laughs>